this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, I finally am getting to interview a nurse. And the reason I say finally is because some of you have reached out to me uh, wanting to hear what it's like in the day in the life of a nurse and um, how uh, like the process of becoming a nurse and like just different uh, types of nursing even. And today I have uh, my friend David Han with me. Hi, David. Hey, Blair. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good right now. And awesome. you? Yeah, I'm good too. Um, you know, just the holidays and stuff. It's been crazy. I know. <laughs> um, but I hope you had a good Christmas. And by the time this episode's air, it'll airs, it'll be 2021. So yep. happy new year. <laughs> happy new year to you too. Oh my gosh. It's been a crazy year. I know. Super crazy. Um, I mean, before we get into what you do, David, uh, speaking of a crazy year... I mean, I really want to know what it's been like for you working in the medical field um, in this 2020 uh, pandemic. Yeah, like what's what's the situation for you? And oh, um, I guess I guess even before all that, could you tell us yeah. what kind of nurse you are? Sure. So I'm a pediatric nurse, um, and right now I'm in more of a general pediatric setting. Mm -hmm. So it is acute care. Um, and yes, so I work night shift too. Um, but yeah, just kind of going into the whole COVID situation, it's been like a whole roller coaster, right? I think for everybody, you know, um, not only for uh, healthcare workers, just like the um, the general public too. Like every single maybe week or so or month, like things have been changing. Same thing in the hospital. Like we had so many policy changes initially, um, especially for visitors. Visitors weren't allowed. And it was especially tough in a pediatric setting because, you know, like for kids, parents need to be there. And so there were a first exception for kids. And so one parent was allowed at the bedside, but they couldn't leave technically the hospital, you know. And so that's also very tiring for the parent to be at the hospital at the bedside 24 hours a day. But like generally, I mean, as time went on, things things kind of began to change a little bit and they were more flexible with that. Mm. But so I totally felt for the patients who were older who couldn't have any like visitors by their bedside especially during that difficult time um, and since right now I'm working in pediatrics um, I feel like typically in pediatrics we don't see too as many cases as adults I feel like for the adult hospital world they're getting really impacted with COVID cases left and right um, I know right now currently uh, at my workplace I hear that they're pretty much packed and so in California um, when they feel like um they're, they're, they're estimating that all the ICU beds are going to be pretty much at capacity. Mm. Um, they enforce curfew and like encourage people not to go out and all these things. So that's what's going on right now in California. But they're still seeing like back-to-back -back cases daily. Um, so that's, crazy. that's been a little bit tough. Yeah. But I mean, how we're doing it at my workplace so far is typically in the ER where I work, everyone will get a COVID test no matter what. Mm. And either... Um, they wait for the COVID test there in the ED, but typically they're so busy. Uh, in our children's hospital, we have a land, we, we call it a COVID landing unit. And so typically all the patients will go there uh, until the results come back, whether they're positive or negative. If they're positive and they're really sick, then of course they'll go to the ICU. They have the designated floor, especially um, just for COVID positive patients. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not, they're sick, but not like critical, they need critical care, then they'll go to a specific unit that um, will, will um, accommodate having those COVID-positive patients. But what's really funny is, what, and what I've heard from other nurses who've been working at that landing unit, a lot of patients came in for different complaints, but ended up being positive for COVID at the same time. So it's very interesting to see. And so, so crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone's been learning left and right, you know, mm -hmm. and it's being very flexible. So yeah, crazy year. So interesting. So like right now, um, I know you said that there's curfews in place right now in the state of California. Um, but with that, has there been an increase? Not, I guess not. you said not in the pediatric unit, but at your hospital. has Have you guys seen an increase in cases? Just out of curiosity. From what I've been hearing, because uh -huh. I, I talked to different nurses and uh -huh. even some nursing supervisors, they say they're still getting a good amount of cases. Like, That's so crazy. Daily, so... Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy how much it spreads, you know, and so this 
like continuing education, encouraging people to wear masks, mm-hmm. wash your hands really well, be extra careful. But yeah, it's been spreading a lot. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure over there too. Yes. Um, I mean, like, thankfully, by God's grace, I don't, I don't have anyone that directly has been affected. Mm-hmm. Um, just I've heard here and there just distant people. But yeah, I mean, things are really crazy here as well in Georgia. But um you know, you were mentioning too, like just the policies about one parent being there with the kid. I mean, I, I almost started crying because I just, because like, you know, it, I just can't imagine, you know, being the parent, you know, the kid is just sick, you know, they don't really know what's going on. I feel like depending how old they are, I guess, but I'm just like so many concerns running through one parent's head and having to be there 24 seven, like you mentioned, is just absolutely sure. Like, I mean, so as a nurse, um with those kinds of situations um like what is your capacity to be there for the parent like i mean do you feel obligated to be there for the parent emotionally as a nurse not just for the child as well i mean absolutely um you know but at the same time or I, I feel like for nurses we're always assessing the situation you know assessing that the children's needs and then also the parents needs so if they definitely they need like emotional support I me mean, we're there for them when we can when we have the time mm-hmm. um but i feel like for some certain parents at the same time they're so overwhelmed sure. they kind of need their space you know and so you definitely treat the child you know try to be extra cautious of like you know not providing overstimulation because they're already mm-hmm. stressed as is it they're stressed as they are and kind of give them some time to rest you know but luckily, so far over here, um, they changed the policy to two caregivers at the bedside. They, they can leave in and out, um, but just they, they have to get screened every single time they come in. So That's great. That's awesome that they've changed that policy. Yeah. Um, hey, so what came to mind as we were talking just now mm-hmm. is like, you know, like nurses and like bedside manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like is that a like a skill that one picks up as they like get more experience as a nurse or like how, what was that like for you in the very beginning of your nursing career oh man it, it was kind of nerve-wracking so in my nursing career it was I felt like it was it was better but then initially in nursing school you have clinicals mm-hmm. and so I remember I remember my first clinical day I walked in and I said hey my name is David I'm going to be your student nurse today uh-huh. and this patient um, had a pretty extensive history and I told like after knowing that I can totally feel for him but he, the first thing he said was I don't give a <laughs> get the bleep out of my room I'm like oh, you know okay and so but I, and now, you know, that kind of took me by surprise. At sure. first. My first day at clinicals, you know, I'm ready to get in this. And then that's the response I get, you know. Um, but then I think just, you know, like just being, being you, you know. Yeah. Uh, understanding that people, especially people who are are ill, mm. you know, are going through such a, such a tough time. And for this patient especially, um, like, oh my gosh, like, I, I felt for him so bad, like, mm. he had, a, he had an illness, and due to that, um, they gave him medications, um, and he ended up going through, like, a withdrawal, and oh, no. was so sensitive to sounds, and all these, like, oh, like, had, like, very loud sounds, and because of that, he ended up losing his job, and everything else, his life kind of crumbled down, so definitely understandable. Yeah, but I also, mean, after, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys are seeing people literally at their worst, like at their weakest. And I can't imagine, like, what is that like? I don't even really know what I'm asking you, but I guess, I guess, yeah, what is it like that part of being a nurse? Not just the technical side of it, but just emotionally too, like um, dealing with all types of people, right? And especially at their, what, I mean, they're sick, you know, that's why they're there. Um, how do you cope with that and how do you like navigate through that as you're like you know um, trying to put in IVs and like give them administer medicine and stuff like that right Um, I feel like everyone's different you know Um, everyone has their own way of coping Um, everyone has their own way of like um, just getting through things Mm -hmm. um but you know and everyone also has a reason why they started this profession in the first place you know Mm -hmm. and so I feel like for me personally you know um 
like to be in this position is, is an honor for me personally. And so seeing someone at the worst or seeing um, an ill child uh, is something that I want to help them to overcome, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the beauty of pediatrics is you're treating the, the um, pediatric patient as well as your family and, and their parent, you know? A lot of times, like, I feel like when someone, like, let's say the, the parent is really stressed out, that kind of vibe kind of rolls off in their child, you know? Or if the child is super stressed but at the same time, parents aren't coping well and it, it kind of rolls, they start to get super stressed out too. And so in that, um, I guess, in the opportunity that you have, you know, you can do really some education, you know, like, hey, so this is what I'm doing right now. Um, sometimes they don't understand why we're doing certain things and kind of explaining that this is why it's beneficial to them. These are some things that to look out for, you know? And so in the back of their mind, like, oh, okay, you know, like, they're more, they have more peace of mind. You know, they don't see someone just like putting an IV for no reason, you know, like, you know, or giving them a shot or whatever it may be, but they're now, they kind of have an idea, oh, okay, this is why it's beneficial for my child, you know? I see, I see. So. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, well, um, sorry, I got into a whole like different thing than what I wanted to ask you originally, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so like what is a typical day for you? You mentioned earlier that you do work nights and I know, oh my goodness, I should mention you've been working like 10 nights in a row before having yeah. this interview. Um, but yeah, what is a typical shift look like for for you? It's funny because I feel like there's no like such thing as a typical shift actually, okay. but <laughs> right. every day is so different, you know, yeah. um, you can have the same set of patients, they're totally fine one day, the next day, one of them crashes, you know, um, but generally what we'll do is um, when we walk in, so our shift for me starts at seven o'clock and it goes until PM and it goes until seven seven thirty in the morning. Mm. And so typically when we walk in at seven, um, we have a little huddle with all the other nurses, uh, offcoming charge nurse will kind of go over um, our census. So how many patients we have, what are some warm spots like patients who I'm kind of like quote unquote watchers, you know, to look out for them, especially because um, they feel like they might start to go downhill mm-hmm. and, and kind of get like a general like um, sense of how like the unit is going. Um, after that, you'll, you'll see your assignment. So you'll get a handoff. So you, you get a report from the offgoing nurse. And that's an awesome time because they're going over um, why each patient is here, what's their history, based on their shift, like what was their assessment, you know, like if they're coming in for asthma, you know, um, how is their reading, how is their airway, you know, and vice versa. You guys will go over your medications, your lab results. And so a good like 30 minutes of your first from 7 o'clock in the morning, I mean, sorry, p.m. till 7.30 so yeah. 7 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. is, yes. quote-unquote, our, our report time. Okay. And so okay. We, li- we like to have it as much as we can, like, um, not not distracted. So we can kind of focus on, you know, why each patient is here, what are their needs, what are some concerns that were brought up or they, um, the, the previous nurse noticed. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, I'll kind of look at my, my orders, the, the orders that the doctor ordered for the specific patient, you know, what are some lab results, you know, because a lot of times... Um, we like to kind of trend lab results too. And so sometimes if you see a lab result in the morning and uh, it might look normal, but if you look at for the past week, you can kind of see a trend. Oh, is this, is something trending abnormally higher or abnormally lower? So you can kind of mm-hmm. catch that before. Um, and then all from there is, it's kind of like different every single day. So I'll tend to see um, my first patient that I see is the one I feel like, um, is highest priority for me, you know. I see. Either they, when I was getting getting report, um, they seemed the sickest, or I felt like I want to see this one first because I was most concerned about X, Y, and Z, and we'll kind of see each patient accordingly. Okay. Um, and then we like to kind of cluster our care. So if they have medications at that time, you'll do your medications, you'll assess them. So you take a listen to their lungs, um, their heart. You do all your assessments. You'll give whatever medications you need. You'll give some education. Introduce yourself. Um, do your vitals, um, and then kind of move on. Mm. And then from there, everything is different because sometimes they have different medications or a, a concern comes up. And so now we're kind of seeing someone else first. And so it's it's like all over the place from there. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. What's crazy to me is like I um, – I, there's a lot of – you have to be a good multitasker, it sounds like. 
or it's it's advantageous for you to be a good multitasker as it so. sounds like because i'm like wow there's a lot of things you have to juggle on top of like you know you're not just taking care of one patient it's several patients that you have to keep in charge of keep charge of and keep a, a lookout for and it seems as though if something were to like be misplaced or go or like you know you miss something it is ex- extremely critical to the patient that you're taking care of so i feel like yes it would be advantageous to be a good multitasker as a nurse <laughs> i agree <laughs> um okay so i mean david how long have you um been out of nursing school and are you are are you a registered nurse I am some okay. registered nurse. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm sure we'll get into all that and how that works. But how long have you like actually been officially out of nursing school and doing nursing? So I started my first um, cur- my first job in 2015. So it's been a little over five years now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, then take us back to the beginning. Like, why did you want to become a nurse? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like any every every interview. That's that's a question that most nurses get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great question. Um, in the beginning, it was I didn't I didn't first choose to be a nurse in the beginning. Uh, when I was younger, I really liked doing a lot of things, and in my mind, I envisioned myself doing wanted wanting to do different careers. But it was in my high school time, I want to say my sophomore or junior year, when I decided to become a nurse. Mm. Um, and it was kind of like, like my whole life story. Like, uh, in the beginning of high school, um, I felt like with the crowd that I was in, I didn't make the best choices, you know. Um, I did many things that I shouldn't have done. Um, and... During that time, because I, I grew up in a Christian household, my grandpa was a pastor, um, um, and but for most of my uh, adolescent life and everything before that, I felt like I didn't really truly know God too much. Um, and so I remember my dad always telling me, you know, like the most important thing that I want you to do when you find a job is number one, like love it, you know, and also like you'll know um, when you found it because it doesn't feel like you're working anymore. So, like that, I always thought about for a while, um, and there was a point in time when, um, like, I I met Christ, you know, and so, um, during that time, like, I wanted to do something, um, because back in the days I had a lot of pride issues, so I wanted to do something that I knew that would really just, like, li- like no pride, no kind of thing, and during that time. Like I didn't, I didn't know of that many male nurses, you know. I loved helping people. Like I was interested in the human body and like science, um, and so naturally I felt like, okay, you know, I think nursing is the way to go, you know, because um, I was afraid of during the time. Okay, you know, like where are they gonna think of me? You know, if you're a male nurse, they might say this or that. But at the end of like whatever, you know, like I just want to help people without getting any, uh, get, getting any like like praise or anything, but just for the fact of helping someone, you know? Interesting. And, yeah. And so, and to Can do it I for God's glory. Can I interrupt real yeah. quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, you know, just on that topic of how you said that you struggled with pride, um, which I still do to this day, um, but, um, and you chose this profession part partly because you felt like it would be a career that, you know, there wouldn't be any accolade or praise for helping somebody. And I mean, was part of it too, like, I guess, I guess what I'm really asking is like, you know, if you were a doctor, there would be praise, like, if we're honest, right? Like, oh, like, and even within your family, maybe like, oh, yeah, I I mean, like, there's this, you know, Asian American kind of thing where a lot of even Korean Americans, right? It's like, oh, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer. That's why I'm doing this podcast, right? Because there are other options, there are other options out there. But uh, were did, was that like, did that run through your mind too? It's like, you know, nursing is something you felt like was like kind of a humble position. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, pretty much. Because okay. I felt like, you know, if, like, I thought about, like, 
before becoming a nurse, I was actually interested in dentistry because I like doing hands-on stuff okay. and everything. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, dentist, doctor, you know, like people associate you with, oh, you know, he's a doctor, you know, like, right. and then automatically, like the way they treat you can be different, you know? It is. <laughs> and during that time, <laughs> and I think now like nurses for sure, like our profession has like um, shifted a lot and people definitely, re- definitely. totally respect nurses so much more. But during my time, um, I didn't, I didn't know too much about nursing um, to the whole capacity that it actually is. And I feel like um, it, it wasn't as, um, like nurses weren't as appreciated right then as it as we are now you no, know and I I don't disagree with that and I even feel like maybe even when you became a nurse or were um, studying to be a nurse is kind of I remember there was a time where it was like there was a need for nurses like more nurses and so like um there were I remember yeah there was like kind of more more talk around it like because there was like there was a need for nurses so pay was like increasing and things like that and but now you know I do I feel like with even with like social media and things like that too and and the and the pandemic that we're in like I and and my me myself as somebody that had two babies like I'm thankful for nurses you know I'm it's a it's a thankless job the things that you guys have to do (laughs) if I'm honest you know and um but anyways okay so you decided to be a nurse and that was the direction you were going you said your junior year of high school I think like sophomore junior year-ish that's early though David how like how did you did you know anybody that was a nurse I did not that's so interesting to me that you were like this is do you I mean was it a god thing was god like this in the beginning yeah in the beginning I don't think so too much I just feel like you know that's something that I feel like I can do um to glorify God Mm. because it's like killing the things that like I know I'm struggling with you know and to do it for a different purpose but as I kind of um progressed into nursing school like that was all him yeah honestly like um, when I applied to nursing school um I actually only applied to one school oh wow and I do you want me to go over like the whole process of nursing school yes, first? Yes, please, please. Yeah. So generally, um, for most schools, uh, for actually, let me see. Okay, for most schools, you need to um do your um, pre-nursing major first. So okay. it's essentially your prerequisites. Um, but there's different schools have different programs. So so there's certain schools who have like once you start your freshman year of college, you're actually admitted into you're already in the nursing program. Um, but for for my school, it wasn't. So I went to um, State University as a freshman as a pre nursing major, and I had to reapply for that nursing for the nursing program at the same school. I see. Okay. Yeah. So at that, what yeah. year do you do that? So it's whenever you finish your pre- your prerequisites. Okay. So it can be two years or two and a half years. So kind of depending on everyone's a little bit different, but generally around two years. Do you happen yeah. to know? Like I know some people that like get their bachelor's first and then they decide to be a nurse. Yeah. Is that program different, or do you happen to know so, that? Yeah, that program is a little different because the people who had a previous bachelor major uh-huh. and wants to go become a nurse. There's a they can become a nurse through through an MSN route, which okay. is a Master's of Science in Nursing. I and see. And so now that yeah, so okay. now you're you're RN, but you have you hold a master's degree. Oh in, wow! Yeah, That's in science. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is there any yeah. advantage to that or disadvantage? Do you? It's, it's the same. I think um, generally I think it's the same. Don't quote me on this. Yeah, um, no, but I, I think for. <laughs> I think for the MSNs or the RNs who have the master's in nursing, um, they can actually qualify for uh, like nurse leaders. I oh, think. it's I think something is a little bit different. Okay. Um. So, like, that if you want, makes to, sense in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then again, I'm not too sure about that. Okay. So Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone, it's not set in stone what he just yeah. said. But yeah. Okay. Um. So you applied to nursing school again yep. mid after you finish your prerequisites yep. um and how now are you supposed to at your school specifically do you finish in four years just like you would an undergrad degree or is that longer 
Yeah, so for my school, since your, your first two years of pre-nursing counts towards your bachelor, and the nursing school itself is usually around two years. Okay, okay. But for my school, it was two and a half years. Oh, okay. Why yeah. is that? I think just because so, we were a quarter system, oh, and just okay. the way they kind of had their classes, they ran a little bit longer, and so... Gotcha. Yeah, ours essentially a four and a half year program. Okay, yeah. so you finish your prerequisites, you get into the nursing program. Um, mm-hmm. Like, do they just throw you in, or what's it like? What What happens that first year of nursing yeah. school? So the first year of nursing, you're taking um, a good amount of classes. Um, so, your prerequisites you already took your anatomy and physiology, basic bio. Now you're kind of going to more of your um, major specific classes. So you you you're like in nursing nursing theory. So kind of knowing like the history of like you know that's like um like different philosophies um you're you're getting to know like your pathophysiology you're more of your science courses Mm -hmm. um towards your major you're taking your skills class so you're you're starting to learn how to perform skills properly um as well as starting clinicals and a bunch of other things like subspecialties and things like that okay okay um and then when do you like start going to see patients? Yeah, so I think every school is different. Okay. Um, for us, I think we started seeing patients, if I remember correctly, in our second quarter of nursing school. Uh, oh, that's fast. No? <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's only two years. So it's yes. not that fast. Okay, so... Um, and then when you start seeing patients, like, okay, mm-hmm. so for me, like, this is what I imagined in my head, right? It's like, yeah. you're going to see patients and then like, I mean, I just can't even wrap my head around learning to like put a needle into somebody's arm, but you have to do it. So like, what happens? Like they, they, is there like some practice rounds or what, what do you do? How do they train yeah. you? Yeah, so we get trained in those skills. Um, in the we have a classroom specific for that. Okay. And so naturally, um, until you're checked off on a skill, you can't. Let's say I didn't learn how to do IVs yet. Uh huh. I'm not allowed to do IVs in my okay. clinical setting. Okay. Um, and I and I think um, usually when like our school has like um, it's not not a policy, um, but essentially whatever place we're going to for our clinicals, like they have a contract with with each other uh-huh. and things that things that nursing students can do and things that nursing students cannot do kind okay. of thing okay. yeah and generally whenever you're passing out medications or doing any kind of skill that requires supervision like your your nursing professor has to be there with you I see as like a safety check you know okay man okay so like w- w- did anything like that like scare you like you know putting needles in or anything like that or even just like I don't know the real stuff, you know, like helping people go to the bathroom. Like, does any did any of that intimidate you? She not personally? too much. Okay. I like doing skills personally. Okay, okay. okay. When it when it comes to like helping people up, you know, like cleaning them and changing them, uh-huh. like I don't think it bothered me too much at all. You know, man, you were re- already all in though, right? Like, yeah, like I'm gonna do. I think this. so. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Okay, um, so. Was nursing school challenging for you at all? Or were there any obstacles that you felt like you faced during those last two years? Yeah, I would say it was pretty challenging. <laughs> like <laughs> academically or how so? Like it was very like tiring and like taxing. Like, and so you're, because we were a quarter system essentially. So you're finishing whatever class in 10 weeks. Um, and so That's short. Yeah, so you're finishing essentially a whole book in 10 weeks, you know. Um, and so we kind of learned to, and I think um, for most nursing schools, you learn that whatever nursing class you're in, like you guys kind of become a community and like mm. a family. And so like people, like certain people, like your friends will like write notes for different chapters and you guys, you know, you guys kind of come back and share it together, like have study groups. Um, the thing that was tiring about it was because like we were taking so many classes already. Mm. And then we have, when we start clinicals, what we have to do is we need to do something called a care plan. And so how our school did it was they would assign us to go to the hospital the day before um, we started clinicals. Mm -hmm. 
stuff. I had to go to clinicals on Tuesday, on Monday, sometime on Monday, usually around the afternoon or nighttime, you have to go to the hospital. Um, and then either the professor or the charge nurse at the time will assign you a patient. And so you will go on their medical records, um, making sure that all their, their privacy data is, is um, kept private, mm -hmm. but you will write like, hey, what did they come in here for? What is their history? All their medications. And then you go back home and then you basically make a whole template for this, for this patient. So okay. how they taught nursing students was like, let's say if they came in for pneumonia, um, you kind of write, okay, like their history, their primary diagnosis, and then like you have to explain that disease process, you know? So you're proving to the professor, hey, like I know why they're in here for, you know? Okay. Um, and I understand what's going on. For all the medications you have to write, you know, why they're taking it, um, like the like side effects, you know, like the important ones to look out for. And then you're coming up with the, you're coming up with a care plan for them. Okay. And so sometimes like, honestly, for us, for our school, some of them was like 10 to like 15 pages. Like it was like super long and you're doing that the night before. So you have your classes that you attend the day before you go to the hospital and you come back home, you prepare all this stuff up. And sometimes you're sleeping at like one or two in the morning and then you have to be at the hospital at six in the morning and then like oh take care gosh. of the patients and then start your class again, you know? So like the repetition of that was kind of like a little tiring. Of and then course. when we started, yeah. And then when we started going to our specialty classes, so we had two specialties in a quarter. Mm -hmm. And so essentially if it's like pediatrics and let's say um, like um, perioperative, which is like OR, mm -hmm. like each of those, each of those specialties are done in five weeks. And so, yeah, two weeks you have a midterm, the fourth, fifth week you have a final. And so everything's condensed in those five weeks. And so, holy smokes. Yeah. So it was very fast paced, um, kind of tiring doing, like having to um, do everything such late at night and studying and everything. But, you know, take it day by day. Right. You'll get through it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good advice. Just to clarify, those care yeah. plans, though, like that's mm -hmm. only something that the nursing students do, right? Like nurses don't do that, right? actually nurses do do that but in nurse for for us it's a little bit different so for the nursing student one they want you to explain every single thing uh -huh. um, um as you're doing the care plan but essentially the whole care plan is a specific basic way of like um, intervening for the patient and assessing them you know um and trying to meet certain goals um but we do that um for so for nurses we do that but we do it on the computer it's not as long okay but it's like you're you're typing a plan for them you know yeah, like are they meeting this goal kind of thing and yes. stuff like that so and you're not getting graded on it i guess so no. it have to be extensive and <laughs> yeah. stuff but okay yeah. okay makes sense um just out of curiosity do they teach nurses like um like how different medications like interact and stuff too Okay. Yeah. So, so like, are you responsible to kind of know, like have some sort of knowledge about those types of things as well? Yeah. So we take a class called pharmacology. And then, so if we think about um, like the pathway of an order being put in and let's say a doctor putting in an order and mm -hmm. the patient receiving a medication, it kind uh -huh. of goes to certain, like it goes to different people. So the doctor who's putting it in, you know, the right dose, the right route, you know, um, and then after that, the farm, it goes to pharmacy and the pharmacy has to verify that this medication is correct. They uh -huh. prepare it and then the nurse gets it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And so, um, they go through so many different people. Sometimes mistakes can be, can happen, right? So definitely the nurse has to know, like, why is this patient receiving this medication? Yeah. They need to know, um, if there is any, like, um, contraindications for the patient to get it. Mm -hmm. Is there any like interactions with different medications that they're taking? So you, yeah, you gotta space it out or you can't give it, you know, you can't give it together. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have to like look, um, know what to look out for, you know, in terms of like, oh, complications or like adverse reactions. Um, but at the same time, let's say um, by, by chance, you know, whether um, the doctor, um, instead of putting like milligrams, they put grams, but by what, um, whatever when they were so busy they didn't notice uh -huh. and the pharmacy was also super busy they didn't notice uh -huh. and the nurse gets it they don't notice it and they give it to the patient it's going to be our fault because we were the last person to actually give it to them and so because it's going through so many people like when we're reviewing our medications and especially once a lot of kids 
a lot of patients have a lot of medications, you need to know, okay, you know, like what's the right route? Like we have different, we, we look at different like rights of medications to administration that we have to go over yes. before we give it to make sure that okay. they're safe. You're getting the right one through the right, through the right way and et cetera, et cetera. Man. A lot of, li- a lot of liability. Yeah, that's really kind of scary if I think about it. Um, like, I mean, just in general, not just nurses, but like, I always think now that I'm older and I also have my own kids, I think, I always think like, you know, I'm taking them to the doctor, but they're just making an educated guess, really, you know, like, uh, based off what their knowledge and stuff. And it's like, you know, like, they're human, too. People make mistakes. And like, um, yeah, there, I'm sure there's a lot of liability, huh? And especially, with, I mean, do you and and then you're dealing with kids you personally you know with pediatric patients too there's even more i'm sure liability in that and um yeah it's kind of crazy but and i also watch a lot of medical shows so i, I shouldn't do that <laughs> like, i just make up scenarios about how hospitals work but anyways um well okay so Going back to your schooling, after you graduate nursing school, um, Mm -hmm. I'd imagine there's some sort of test you'd have to take, right? Mm -hmm. What is that called, that test? It's called the NCLEX. The NCLEX. Do you know what that stands for? I do not. Okay. (laughs) It's not important. It's it's just the the test you have to take. Um, So... um, is this a like just a cum- cumulative test of everything like that you've learned, or yeah. are there different sections? How does it work? Yeah, it's essentially cumulative of everything that you learn. So okay. this the test that you have to pass is basically if you pass it, you're saying that oh, this person is competent to take care. You know, after they're graduating high school, me, oh my gosh, <laughs> nursing school <laughs> to start taking care of patients. Okay. But the NCLEX is super different from like regular tests. It's not like, you know, you have to get 60% to pass. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, I think the minimal questions that you have is 75. And then the most questions you can take is 200 something. And so how it works is you'll get a question. If you get that right, the question gets a little bit harder. And then if you get that right, it gets a little bit harder. If you get that question wrong, it, your score kind of goes down. And so there's like, um, let's say if, if you're looking at a graph. Uh-huh your end score has to be like above the passing line. I see. Yeah. So for okay. the, so the computer will analyze like your, your scores. If you're like kind of going back and forth a little bit, you might be t- taking more questions, oh. but if you're consistently getting it a lot right, then you'll, you'll stop at the minimum 75. So it's very different from like That's regular tests that you might take. So fascinating to me. Yeah. Super Why? interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, I guess, one might panic if they're getting a lot of questions. No? I feel like it, you can panic, right? Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> like, it's like, why am I getting so many questions? <laughs> okay. And so, but it's taken on a computer, I guess, these days. Yep. Everything's taken on a computer. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, is there a, like, a, a limit to how many times you can take this test or no? Do you know? I don't think there's any limit. Okay. Think you keep you can keep on taking it. Okay, cool. And then after that, you start working. How do, how do mm-hmm. you how is it competitive to find a job or do you know? I think it's pretty competitive. Yeah, especially, I guess especially if there's a hospital you want to work at, right? Yeah, and during my time, uh-huh. um, hospitals like they have like nurse residency residency programs. So oh. essentially, like they're kind of training you. So you have like a preceptor that you're working with to kind of like um, hone in your skills and to kind of like guide you to becoming like more comfortable and mm-hmm. competent. Okay. Um, and so before they didn't have that many programs like that because, you know, like um, I think like the money issues and everything. Sure. Um, but the year I graduated, actually, fortunately, they started having more of those. So a lot of hospitals were like starting to realize, okay, you know, it's actually really important to have like to train nurses, you know, and to get them in. And so more and more started opening up. Awesome. But for like for like specialties like pediatrics, um, it was definitely more competitive. So yeah. um, was it a matter of like um, you like working, having like working there before? Like, did you do any externships or 
Um, I didn't. I don't think you, there was like no externships available. The only thing that you, the closest thing that I can think of that you you had was your preceptorship, which was like the last stage of your nursing um, school. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, um, it's kind of like clinicals, but now it's like your capstone. And okay. so you're assigned to a specific unit, you know, and then you're working with a nurse, kind of like the residency program, but you'll start off with one patient and, but you're learning to do everything like taking on the roles of, as an RN uh-huh, uh-huh. with the guidance of a nurse being there too. So okay, you're starting so, with one. Mm-hmm, uh, go, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So every preceptor is different. Some preceptors will have you start with one patient. Once they feel comfortable, you'll take on two and then you'll take on like the whole assignment and like vice versa. So I see. yeah. Okay. So is the reason, did you start off in pediatrics? I did not actually. Oh, great question. Uh-huh. Where did you start? I started with adults, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in what, like, what the capacity with adults? I was working on a medical surgical floor for adults. Oh, so like, we, is that like post operations yeah. or? Uh, no, not post operative, but it's like medical surgical is like um, it's especially called uh, it's, a, so it's essentially as um a specialty. Uh-huh. So where you have like um, patients either from med- that are more medical, like diabetes to surgical. And so every unit's kind of different. Yeah. So our unit was mainly like neurovascular, um, like your blood vessels, your kidneys, um, your heart. And so we had a lot of, we had a lot of stroke patients, uh, mm. patients with like um, different various heart conditions um, and things like that. So it was a good learning experience and very fast paced. So it was good. And how long were you there before you went to a different department? <laughs> I was actually there for a year. Uh-huh. And so like the whole story went, like the whole story goes after I graduated nursing school, uh-huh. um, like people are like, you're applying for different jobs left and right. Um, but still like in the place that I live, there was only so, um, so many available options. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like moving out of state, you know, but taking jobs there, getting experience coming back. Um, so Originally, I was going for pediatrics, but then, honestly, when I was in nursing school, a lot of the specialties that we took were really interesting to to me, Mm -hmm. and so I ended up taking adult care first. Um, Definitely was really um, grateful for that because I learned a lot. Um, During that time, um, I did my um, senior capstone at a children's hospital that I'm currently working in, and so a lot of the nurses were a lot of the nurses were reaching out to me like, hey, you know, David, like, um, just after a year that you, of experience, you get to reapply, you know? And so after a year, I ended up reapplying, got in, and then just stepped in the door that way. Oh, so. nice. That's so, And you've been there ever since? I've been here ever since, yeah. So you, um, you had mentioned it earlier, kind of how you liked kind of serving the entire, like part of pediatrics is you liked helping the entire family, like as a whole. Is that one of the main reasons you stepped into pediatrics? Were there any other reasons you decided you wanted to work with children? Yeah. I mean, I loved working with kids in the beginning. I okay. find myself like as a kid at heart too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this like, but, like when I was in high school, like I taught kids as well. I was a part of a ministry called God's Image, um, where we kind of taught um, like singing and dancing to kids, but to do it like um, to glorify God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I just I don't know, working with kids is such an awesome thing to do, you know. I love it. And you know, um, the thing that was more important than that for me was like the whole family thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like definitely, because if you're just treating one person, it's one thing, but having opportunity to opportunity to treat both the child and the family, you know, um, meant a lot to me. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Just shameless plug, plug you guys go Google God's image. Um, <laughs> so, SoCal and NorCal because they're really awesome. And they're such a <laughs> blessing. Um, do you still teach? Not anymore, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know why I thought you did. But, um, it's a it's a really great ministry, you guys. They're um, so gifted and using their talents for to build God's kingdom, and I just um, I love it. I maybe one day um, Atlanta will have a team, but oh yeah. <laughs> um, but to get back to what we were talking about, 
Um, yeah, so that's really cool that you're still there in pediatrics and um, doing that. But um, I guess I'm confused a little bit. I So when you graduate and take that test and now you're a nurse, like, is that that are you an RN or is there a different test you have to take? Yeah, so you're an RN. Okay, so you're that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so all the nurses that I know are RNs then. So like I think it kind of depends on which, um, like what you're talking about with nurses. Okay. So if you're talking about like, nurses um, that are at the bedside giving medications, like, uh-huh, you know, assessing uh-huh. you, uh-huh. providing teaching, those primarily are more RNs. RNs, okay. Um, but then, then you have like, in your RN field, you have like different degrees, right? You have your BSN degree, which is your bachelor's, your uh-huh. ADN, which is your associate's degree nurses, and you also have your CNAs, which is like your um, nursing assistants. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, what are what's the differences between those three? Yeah, so um, the best definition for those three is like if you look at your local state uh-huh. and you kind of see that their practice acts. Uh-huh. It'll, it'll definitely specify for this state, for this um, job, like this is what you're you're allowed to do kind of thing. Okay. Um, but essentially, um, the RNs with BS, um, with your bachelor's degree are the ones who can administer medications, provide teaching, um, follow up, um, delegate tasks to other people. Um, your ADNs, I believe, can do that. I think the only thing that they can't do is, don't quote me, I think it's to provide teaching if I'm not correct. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken. And then your CNAs are, they can take vitals. You can assign them to do tasks for a stable patient mm-hmm. um, as long as you know that they're able to do it and they can follow up with you. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my next question, and I don't know, you probably know the answer, but um, it's okay if you don't. Um, so, a, a term that I've been hearing a lot is, um, NP, like nurse practitioner? Yeah. Now, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so a nurse practitioner is essentially an advanced practice provider. Okay. So you're, you're not only not, so you're not, the, you're not a registered nurse anymore. Um, you're, you're practicing at a, at a different um, kind of like level, I would say. So essentially, like you're the ones like almost like what a doctor would do, but definitely with more limitations. You have to work with a doctor. You can assess them. You can you can prescribe medications. You know, um, I believe you can order tests for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's specific things that's there's specific things that they cannot do um, at the capacity of a doctor, but still kind of like work. Um, similarly, um, have like the similar um, responsibilities as, as them. I believe. Yeah. Okay, so like, why would one? be a nurse practitioner like I mean just full disclosure and being completely candid like is it more money is that was that a reason or I guess everyone's different but I guess I'm just curious to like I mean it's just more studying too right Mm -hmm. okay so it's just in between a RN and a doctor I think the easiest way (laughs) Yeah, and that's the easiest way to explain that. Okay, okay. With limitations, but okay, you're able with, to do yes. more than RN will be able to do. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. I've just heard, been hearing, like, even at my gynecologist, sorry, it's the yeah. only doctor I really see. That's why I bring it up. But, um, uh-huh. like, yeah, they'll ask me, like, do you want to see a nurse practitioner over, like, are you okay with seeing a nurse practitioner? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I guess, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I guess now I know um, it's just they're essentially doing uh, the same duties as a doctor with the limitations that you talked about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Nice. Do you have any <laughs> ambition to be a nurse practitioner at some point in your career? You know, at one point I was. I was thinking oh. about becoming a pediatric nurse practitioner. But right now, I'm um, just... I mean, right now, I'm loving what I do. Yeah. Um, I like being at the bedside. Yeah. Um, but maybe one day, you know... And when um, God says, you know, go ahead and go for it. Yeah. I'll go ahead and do it. Oh, I guess. Okay. So the nurse practitioner wouldn't be at the bedside like the like RNs are then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, 
that's a calling in itself, you know, being able to yeah. interact with the patient like that at that capacity. So it's definitely a different job, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I'm starting. It's starting to like click in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Um. I feel. Was there anything else that I missed that we didn't talk about about that you maybe were hoping to talk about or tell people about? Uh, I think one common question that. Um, a lot of people ask is, you know, what's the hardest thing about becoming a nurse? Yes. Or as a nurse? Um, and then again, like, everyone has different, like, answers. But I think number one is, like, like, um, like staff burnout, you know? There's a lot of things that kind of burn you out, you know, whether it's, like, dealing with patient death or, you know, or, like, just being so tired, you know, like, having a, like, not healthy work-life um, balance, you know? And so that's one thing to kind of, like, think about um but definitely that everyone has their own coping mechanisms too so how do you deal with that oh man so that's a tough question um so I totally thought I was okay with it you know Mm. um I like when I worked in the adult world like I've seen like patients die either they were on comfort care you know or it was expected you know and what whatever it may be um but there was a time, um, actually, like just past this past year, I was working in a cardiovascular intensive care unit, mm. um, and I was the patient. I was with the patient. I was with. I had two patients, so that's usually in California that like the max that you, the max that you can have. Um, one of my patients, well, they found out that he had something, um, a clot that was going to his lung, and so um, they separated my assignment, and so I had one patient instead of two. And then we just started giving him every blood dinner. And then he was starting to kind of stabilize a little bit. Um, but then and then my shift was over. And then two days later, I was going to go back and say hey to the family, you know, say hi to the kid. And then I found out that he, he passed. Oh. And so that, like, when I, when I saw that, that, that really, like, took me by shock. Uh, and I, I had a hard time, like, processing that and still digesting it till this day, you know. I thought about the family, you know, like such an awesome family yeah. um, and what they, they, what they must have been going through. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I thought I had a pop, like a good coping mechanism, mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, I don't think I have a good one anymore. <laughs> and so I just decided to kind of, to kind of take a step back from that mm-hmm. for now yeah. until I kind of like find a better coping mechanism. And so for me to kind of go back later. Yeah. So really yeah, tough. I think it's a learning process, you know? For sure, for sure. I can't even imagine. I mean, you know, just thinking about who I am personally, um, it would be hard for me to detach. Uh, But I guess you just kind of, I mean, like, do you feel like there there are times that maybe as a nurse, you do get like a little bit jaded, like, you know, just, oh, things happen, life happens. Has that ever happened to you? And I talked to, like, well, I talked to a lot of people, you know, because when I was going through that, I was talking to a lot of the nurses up on my unit, too, you know, and they're like, you know, it's it's always going to be hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people say, like, over time, it does get a little bit easier. As sad as it sounds, like, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. But I, I still, like, I still feel like it's hard for everybody, you know. Yeah. And I think it's very individual, too, um, you know, because dealing with the death and, like, especially if it's, if it's an unexpected one, you know, like, you were taking care of that patient, you were being there for them, and then now to find out, you know, that they're gone, mm-hmm. it takes a lot to kind of digest. Yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, David, if you don't mind me asking, and yeah. I hope, I hope if, it, if you don't feel comfortable, it's fine. Um, but I am curious to know, like, with your schedule and taking night shifts as a nurse, you are a family man, right? You, Yeah. Uh, you're married and you have a an adorable little girl now and uh, how how do you balance that like is it is there ever any kind of internal struggle for you or any conflict as far as um, the scheduling that you have and being a family man because honestly like as a wife and a mom I think it would be tough for me you know to like see my husband go to work every evening and um kind of miss out on some of the stuff and then have to come home and like I'm sure you're exhausted 
but then you still got to do your family family duties and family obligations. So could you speak on that just a little bit to anyone that maybe, um, yeah, like wants a family one day and also wants to be able to be a, a good and successful nurse? Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone's sleep pattern is very different. So I think that's a huge part, uh, a huge part of it, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, what I usually do is if I'm working like three days in a row, the day before, I'll just stay up all night and try to sleep that day morning so I can kind of sleep and then wake up for work. Really? Yeah. Other people, yeah. Other people that I know, they'll just like be in their regular schedule, but take like a nap in the daytime and then go to work. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But right now, I feel like it's not too bad because like my daughter's only, she just turned six months. But especially when she was born, like she's waking up every two hours and at nighttime, my wife is super tired. So I can definitely help her out at night, you know, and watch over her and like do like the diaper changes and everything. Um, And right now with with this whole COVID thing, my wife is on distance learning. Right. Um, Teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. And then she's on maternal leave too. So the whole night shift thing isn't a huge like controversy at this point. Okay. But I definitely feel like later when she, when my daughter's going to school, that's when things will get will get a little bit more like complicated. But everyone has their yeah. It's okay. For now, just yeah, just taking it one day at a time. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to yeah. know. I feel like it would um be stressful, but I'm glad that right now things are working out. And I guess, you know, as yeah. as your family dynamic changes, it's not like you're set in this schedule forever, right? Like possibly there i mean oh yeah how does that work anyways like scheduling do you pick your schedule that's a good question so it kind of depends on the organization okay so my first job you have a set schedule for life and so it doesn't change (laughs) okay so so like that was that was tough for me you know um and that was eight hour shifts too you know Uh, but where i work now it's 12 hour shifts and you can kind of put in your schedule and so essentially it's three days a week you can either like combine it so six days and six days you're working straight and then have like seven days off or you can like kind of spread it out okay. and so this is I think that's more comfortable for me that's awesome okay yeah it's good to know um well I appreciate your time I think we're coming uh to the end of our time together but I usually ask all my guests you know um, do you have any advice for anybody that is thinking about going into nursing or maybe even just like graduating and is like, hey, listening to this podcast, like maybe, you know, I would enjoy nursing. Any advice for them or things that you feel like you wish you would have known before you entered? Anything like that. Any wisdom yeah. you have to impart? I would say if you're interested, like ask questions to people that you know who are going through it because they can provide you with a lot of feedback which I think will be beneficial. If you're kind of scared and on the fence, I would say do it. It's like an awesome profession. And it's an honor to take care of people. For those who are in the process of nursing school, you know, keep doing an awesome job. Take it day by day. Yeah. You're tired. It's challenging, but you can do it. And for those who just graduated and are looking for jobs, just hang in there. The time yeah. will come. You'll, you'll, you'll get your spot. And so just take it day by day. That's why I, I like to tell everybody, you know, don't stress about like the future too much just take it day by day and you'll get through it what about any advice for somebody that's a nurse right now and is just yeah. really defeated like anything you would say to them to encourage them oh man i think the best thing is kind of talk it out you know um talk it out with your your family your friends you know, your your work friends um, you have so many resources. And I'm, I'm still learning that too, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, to use my resources, um, if it's like now adaptive coping or you just burnt out, you know, maybe pick up a different hobby, whatever it may be. I feel like everyone's situation is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, just like talk to people, I think is the yeah. most important thing. That's awesome. Thank you, David. That's some really yeah. sound advice. I really appreciate it. Um, hey, you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to reach out. Um, if you have any questions, I'm not sure if I can help you, but um, David, would you mind if somebody, maybe if they had questions, if they had no one else to talk to, they could maybe email you and contact you? Sure. 
Awesome. Um, so you heard it right here. If you have any questions, I can hook you up with somebody that knows more information than I do. Um, but thanks for, so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us or you can email us at podcastwigu at gmail.com. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.